Well, I'm on the ridge walk today. And this is the first time I've recorded the podcast for some time. Um, I think I'm getting over, mostly, mostly got over the health issues I was having. Feeling a lot better. Although feeling unfit. But there we are, and then we'll come back. So I thought I should come out, despite the mud here, and uh, walk briskly up the hill. Try and start to get my fitness back. And uh, I thought I'd mention there was a talk on the Throstle Hall Buddhist Priory, uh, sorry, Abbey website. Uh, by Reverend Wilfred went up recently and um, it has the uh, the title something along the lines of training with death and despair I think that's correct uh, which uh, is great really it, it's uh, a very good talk on training in the midst of difficulty so I recommend that um, part of part of the talk um, well Reverend Wilfred mentioned the Shobogenzo which is uh, Dogen's masterwork and uh, recommended that people didn't feel intimidated by it and didn't neglect it. So, um, prompted by that, I went and found my uh, my copy of the Shabagenzo, pulled it out the bookshelf and and opened it. And uh, I started to read one of the chapters called Original Buddha Mind. And I'm just walking through a bit of a mire, which you may be able to hear beneath me. So, uh, pardon me while I concentrate on not falling over. There we go. Right. Through the other side and starting uphill. Um, I'm not sure if I've ever read it before, it's quite a short chapter and very accessible and very good to become acquainted with. One of the things I found interesting was the, the title and a recurring theme through the chapter, which is original Buddha mind. And I think it's it's interesting, it gave me pause for thought because in some ways you might think Buddha mind is sufficient. Why original Buddha mind? Generally, these translations are done very carefully. 
and every word is chosen for a reason. And thinking about this, I, I think it's one of those occasions where, as well as being a straightforward description of what's being talked about, it's also a reminder of what's necessary in order to understand it or see it, to know it. Because original to me implies unsullied, unaltered, unchanged. And given the nature of the Buddha mind as it's commonly described as being unborn, undying, unchanging, using the word original I think has two meanings really, at least two. One of which is one of which is pointing to this unchanging aspect. Buddha mind is original Buddha mind, unchanging, unborn, undying. But also I think it's a reminder that we have to be aware of adding additional layers to things. We can have an idea of Buddha mind, but this is not Buddha mind. So in describing it as original Buddha mind, I think Dogen is making it clear that this is true Buddha mind that he's talking about. Another aspect of the chapter I found interesting was how much of it concerned different conversations, different opportunities taken by monks talking to their master. Several examples of conversations which led to a, a deepening understanding or a deep understanding of original Buddha mind. And I think I think it's very important to remember the importance of our teachers. How sometimes a single word, a single look, a single sentence can unlock things for us, show our mistakes, show our preconceptions which are blocking our view of that which is right in front of us. So it's only fitting that Dogen should mention several examples of teachers opening the eyes of the pupil, the students, to see original Buddha mind. And once again, it makes me feel very grateful to be part of a, a tradition of teaching, of understanding, of insight, 
and practical, a practical method, a real practice, which is always pointing towards this original Buddha mind. It's comforting that we are always walking within original Buddha mind, even if we can't see it clearly at this moment. One of the things that struck me reading the piece was quite often in the scriptures, teachings are described as medicine. They talk about people who've understood the teaching becoming like people who are cured of a an illness, who had vertigo, didn't know up from down, couldn't stand up, finding their strength and their balance. And there's a lot of examples of that kind of teaching. And I think for me, when, when I was reading this, it was a very good reminder from Reverend Wilfred because it really did feel like I was taking a nice dose of medicine. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty fast acting at that. Dogen has a way of, of grounding you. So, uh, I guess I'll reiterate Reverend Wilfred's recommendation. Trying to avoid falling over here. So I will be I will be doing some more reading of the Shobagenzo. doing some more reading and I think there'll probably be a number of podcasts on some of the themes or chapters. Now I feel my strength and balance is returning. This of course would be the perfect poetic moment to fall over so <laughs> close but no. Very nearly on top of the ridge. Wonderful valley below me. I'm glad to say I pretty much did this without stopping. Other than the old skid, I've got up unscathed. few feet of mud to go and I'm there on hard ground.
There we go. Right. Oh. So that's very pleasing. I haven't lost too much fitness. Colours, the leaves are so amazing. Thankfully, I'm largely sheltered from the wind that's uh, blowing above me. Trees being whipped around a bit. Very glad to have done that. And, uh, I'll be doing my best to make sure that exercise stays a prominent part of my routine. Now I'm feeling better. So, I think I'll leave it for now. Uh, so maybe uh, if you have a volume of uh, Ehe Dogen's Shabaganzo on the shelf, it might be a good day to take a look. If you've never never read any Dogen, it's quite something highly highly recommended. And there are some interesting good translations out there too. So I will sign off. I hope wherever you are, you're having a great day and stay well.